as I was thinking about today, I thought about my life is better because of people that God in a wonderful way has brought into my life over the years. And I think all of us in the room, I think all of you, if you'd stop and think about it, <clears throat> there've been people who've come into your life that uh, maybe you don't even know them that closely, but somehow maybe books they've written that you've read or you've heard them speak or whatever, but their life has made your life a better life. Well, we all have those people. And one of those for me would be a man named Dr. Uh, Lloyd John Ogilvy. Now, that may, name may ring a bell. Many of you read his devotional books. Lloyd John Ogilvy pastored the first Presbyterian church in Hollywood, California for about 25 years. And then he left that church after 25 years to become the chaplain of the United States Senate from 1995 until 2003. And his wife became very ill during that period of time. And ultimately, he resigned his chaplain to really kind of uh, basically take care of her. And Dr. Ogilvy uh, has written over 50 books. Some of you have his devotional books, Quiet Moments with God is one of those books. Uh, I first met Dr. Ogilvy, Dottie and I did, years ago at the Cove. I'd read some of his books, but... At the Cove, uh, we were blessed to hear his teaching, and from that, uh, somehow in a way that we didn't orchestrate, nor did he, but um, he being a Presbyterian minister saw that the Baptist needed help, and uh, he befriended us, and then, then he befriended John, and he kind of became a mentor to John. He taught a a uh, week-long seminar on preaching in Houston some years back for Presbyterian preachers. And he contacted me and said, look, I'm going to be leading this seminar in Houston for Presbyterian preachers. And if you and John would like to come, I, I can get you in. And we went. And it was a wonderful, wonderful week. And during that week, he spent some private time with John that even until today, uh, John and I still reflect upon it and talk about it. Well, he went to be with the Lord on, on June 5th, 2019. And, uh, uh, you know, you just really felt like uh, you had lost a friend. I would say of all these books he's written, the one that, well, two stand out above all to me. One would be his book on conversations with God. Some of you may have that book. I need to check in our bookstore and see if we still have some of those. And if we do, I'll mention it. It's one of the best books on prayer that you'll ever read. Uh, and in that book, uh, he, he mentions some benefits to prayer. And let me quickly just read some of the little benefits he mentions. He said, in prayer, we experience uh, power and peace. In prayer, receive supernatural insights and wisdom. In prayer, our ability to understand and love people is maximized. In prayer, we think more clearly and act more decisively. In prayer, our problems shrink. In prayer, we fulfill the reason we were born. That is to know and to love God. Now, back when he taught that book at the Cove, he mentioned a verse that had impacted his life in an unbelievable way about prayer. 
And I never even, if I'd read the verse, I'd never paid any attention to the verse. But I want to show it to you. It's, it's in the book of Isaiah. It's on page 662 in, your, uh, in the Bible you have. It's in Isaiah chapter 65, verse number 24. And I want you to look at, me, look at that verse with me. It says, it shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer. Now, God is speaking. And while they are still speaking, I will hear. Dr. Ovi went on to share that a, a friend of his directed him to that verse back in his college days and how that verse changed his understanding about prayer. Because uh, what that verse is saying is that, that before you and I pray to God, God is already speaking to us. In other words, the, the reason, you know, sometimes you have this thought, I need to pray. Well, you have that thought because God has put that thought in your mind before you even have the thought to pray. Look at the verse again. Before they call, I will answer. In other words, God uh, is, is beginning the conversation long before we have ever even thought about the conversation. Now, you're in the book of Isaiah. Turn over to page 695, if you will. It'll be just a very few pages more. 695, and I want you to look with me. You'll be in Jeremiah chapter 29. And we hear this one verse read so often and quoted so often. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, page 695, says, I know the thoughts. Now, this is a letter that Jeremiah wrote the children of God while they were in Babylonian captivity. And this is what God told him to put in the letter to send to them. That God says, I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Now, verse 12 says, then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And so all that kind of fits back into this Isaiah chapter 65, verse 24, is that when we think about prayer, God always begins the conversation. That's what prayer is. Prayer is a conversation we have with God. We talk to God and then God talks to us, but he initiates that. He initiates that, just like salvation. God initiates salvation. We respond. In prayer, God begins the conversation, and then we respond. Now, in the New Testament, uh, we read about Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray. Uh, we read about stories that Jesus told about principles of prayer. And one of those stories includes the quality of persistence. And that's what I want us to think about and talk about in our little time together today. Now, if you'll turn with me to page 919 in your Bible. I know we're looking around a bit more than maybe normal, but I, I want such a brief little portion of Scripture. On page 919 in your Bible, you'll be in Luke chapter number 11. And uh, I've, I've directed you there, and I'm having a hard time finding it. Here we go. Chapter number 11, Luke chapter 11. If you look down at verse 5, Jesus tells a story about, uh, that, that has a principle about prayer. In Luke chapter 11, verse 5, Jesus said, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say, friend, lend me three loaves of bread. For a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. 
And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door now is shut. My children are with me in the bed. I cannot rise and give to you. Now that doesn't make much sense to you and me. But in Bible times, especially in the winter, the cold time, all the family would be in one room sleeping. So the little children would be in their little beds, their little cots, and the smaller animals would be there too to stay warm, not be so cold from the outside. And so to get up, what, what you, you'd wake up the animals, you'd wake up the kids, it'd just, it'd just be turmoil. And that's why this friend is saying what he said. Well, it goes on to say, uh, I say to you, though he will not rise and give to him because he is his friend, yet because of his persistence, here's the word, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. So that's a story, and the, and the lesson in the story is about persistence. Now, turn over just a few more pages to page 927, and you'll be in Luke chapter number 18, where Jesus tells another story, and the, and the lesson in the story again is persistence. Luke chapter uh, 18. In verse 1, then Jesus spoke a parable to them that men ought always to pray and not lose heart. I'll be back to that verse in a moment. And Jesus said there was in a certain city a judge. He didn't fear God. He didn't regard man. Now there was a widow in that city and she came to the judge saying, get justice from me from my adversary. In other words, she had a neighbor and they had a dispute. And she's asking this judge to settle this dispute. In verse 4, it says, he would not for a while, but afterward he said to himself, the judge did, though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her. In other words, she was persistent. Unless by her continual coming, her persistence, she weary me. Then the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall God, now here's the application to that, shall God not avenge his own elect who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them. Now, you know, both of those stories Jesus told about prayer, those parables, the, the lesson to learn is the lesson of persistence in prayer. That's the whole point of it because that's the context of the scripture. Now, I want to encourage you in your praying, as I encourage myself, we need to be persistent in our praying until one of three things happens. Number one, until God answers our prayer with a yes. I mean, if God answers your prayer, you don't need to keep praying the same prayer. Or number two, if God answers our prayer with a no. And sometimes God does that, and we know God has said no. And when God has said no, that, that we, we're clear. We believe in our heart that God's answered our prayer and said, no, it's not what I'm going to do. Or there are those times when in my praying, I, I have prayed about something for a long period of time, and I just feel like the Spirit of God has said to me, I've heard your prayer. It's not, he doesn't answer yes or no. It's just, I just feel God's spirit has said to me, uh, you know, I've heard your prayer and you don't need to keep praying about that anymore. I've heard it and I'll deal with it in my own time, in my own way. And then you're in Luke chapter 18, because here I think is one of the great benefits of prayer. In verse 18, Luke chapter 18, Jesus spoke a parable to them. And here's what he said. Men ought always to pray. Now watch this, and not lose heart. Men ought to always pray and not lose heart. 
You see, <laughs> prayer, this whole idea of losing heart, and sometimes we've done that. We've prayed about something very dear to us, and, and you just get to a point where you just feel like, I'm ready to give up. I, I, just, I, I just almost want to quit. Well, what, here in the New King James, it uses a little phrase, not lose heart. You know, as I was thinking about that verse yesterday and thinking about what I was going to be doing today, uh, I thought about, I thought about this same day, well, uh, yesterday. Yesterday was May 23rd. And yesterday, I was reminded that on May 23rd, 2019, three years ago, that that was the day that Dottie and I checked in to MD Anderson to put her in the hospital to begin her chemotherapy. Three years ago, yesterday, in that afternoon, we, we finally got the room, there's a floor at MD Anderson that just treats lymphoma people. Everybody on that whole floor is being treated by for lymphoma. And uh, so it was three years ago. And actually, that treatment didn't start uh, until about 12.40 the next morning, a.m. So really, th three years ago today, a little after midnight this morning, they actually turned on, the, the, the opened up the stuff where the bags would stop, start dripping the chemo. And, and I was thinking about that. And I thought about that, and I thought about this verse. Men ought always to pray and not lose heart. Now, I'm going to share something I've never shared, nor I don't think Donnie's ever shared, and even her testimony about what, what we went through. Three, you, on three years ago yesterday, it was in the nighttime, and John had helped us get settled into the room, and it was getting way up late, and he left us to go home. And uh, there we were, and, you know, it takes a while to go through what you have to go through to get ready to start actually taking the chemotherapy. And so you have kind of some dead time. And, and during that dead time, you know, Dottie and I had a real conversation about like where we were and what, what was about to happen because we remembered, we, we, we talked about what the doctor had said. The doctor had been very clear to us. Number one, we're not sure that she'll be able to stand the chemo. Number two, uh, her heart may not be able to deal with this. Number three, her, her kidney, the one she's got now working, may not be able to deal with this. And then I'll never forget the doctor said, it's the only time I saw Dottie rise up with fierce. And she said, on top of that, your age is working against you. Now, Dottie was okay with all that other stuff till they hit the age. But anyway... Well, we had a conversation and we talked about, you know, what we're going to do, we're going to believe in the sovereignty of God. We're going to believe God's in control. And what we're going to do, we're just going to pray and not give up. And we both kind of committed to that. And, and, and as I thought about that, I thought about it a lot yesterday because it was three years ago yesterday when all that started. The fact of the matter is, I honestly believe, had it not been for prayer, I, I don't know what Dottie would have done, 
But it had not been for prayer, I think I'd have, I'd have given up. I'd have just kind of lost heart. But because, and you've had these very same experiences, maybe different things, but there, there, there are times in life where it just looks like, <laughs> you know, I've just kind of lost heart. I just feel like giving up. I just, you know, it's just not going to happen or whatever, these things. But, but the solution to that is right here in this verse, prayer. Prayer is the solution that keeps us from giving up. Now, here's, here's why I want to share this today. I hope none of you are going through anything right now that make you want to give up. But, but in life, we get out here and there are things that happen and we just kind of lose heart. We want to give up. The solution is prayer. And when you think about, I need to pray, you need to remember this. God put that in your mind to think about it. In the flesh, the last thing you and I would ever think about, we need to pray. When we have that thought, the Spirit of God has spoken to our spirit. Before you ever speak, God says, I will already have spoken to you.